everybody. This is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. And today on the show, we are going to talk about a fun, new, colorful, animated movie, uh, Pixar's latest, Luca. Uh, Luca was a uh, also a, a casualty of the pandemic and was... Um, they, Disney made it a Disney Plus exclusive, so it is available free to Disney Plus subscribers, not behind their extra paywall, but also, unfortunately, not in theaters. Um, but Luca is... Uh, it's a pretty straightforward movie. You know, it's about a, a kid who is a, a sea monster who lives in the sea on the coast of some Italian town. Um, and he wants to go up to the surface, but his parents don't want him to. But he meets another sea monster who does live on the surface. And when they go to the surface, they have human form. And so hijinks ensue. Um, yep. What did everybody think about Luca? I was Luca warm. You were only it. Luca warm on it. I oh, was no. Luca warm on it. No, I, you know, I, I look at it in, in the, I think this suffers from its competitors of other Pixar movies. Um, <clears throat> I think that at this point in time in my life, I walk in certain expecting a certain thing from Pixar. And when I don't get that certain thing and I get something like Luca, which is not bad in any way, shape or form, I have nothing bad to say about Luca um, <clears throat> other than it doesn't stand up as well to some of the other and, and more uh, connected Pixar movies. Mm. Um, I think this was a very nice, good movie. I walked away thinking, you know, this, I don't have a problem with this being on Disney plus. I really do feel like that a lot of Pixar movies hit that adult threshold and they have those deep meanings. Whereas I feel like this one was a message more centered towards kids. Um, and it didn't really, for me at least, go beyond that. I connected with the message. I enjoyed the message. I thought it was a good message. I thought it was delivered well. The animation looks great. I just don't think that it was as good as some of the other ones. And that is not a detriment of this movie, just a compliment to the other ones. Yeah, you know, my wife has often said that even Pixar's uh, okay films are better than some like than a lot of other films like the, the, the even their stuff that's not like oh that's not my favorite but it's still like better than most other things mm -hmm. um i would say that i genuinely i really really liked it i thought it was like you said very colorful very vibrant um it was very it's very quickly paced um there wasn't like a lot of wasted energy it was just like you know, I think an uh, an average Pixar movie might take a lot longer in that first act of him, you know, getting up the courage to go to the surface. And this just kind of like dispensed with all of the hemming and hawing and got like, hey, we're going to have him. We're going to, you know, we're getting right to the action. Here they are. They're on land. And I, I kind of appreciated that for um, just kind of like getting past what I think the normal the normal thing would be. And that would be for there to be a lot of back and forth before he even goes to the surface for the first time. Um, I thought that the characters were really enjoyable. I thought Luca himself was very sincere and very, uh, very, I think, relatable for a lot of young kids. And I thought Alberto was incredibly charming. You know, the the the, the uh, two young guys that they got to play these roles, um, 
Jacob Tremblay. Is it Jacob? Yeah. And uh, Jack Dylan Grazer. Two great young actors. So good. So good. I, I thought they were very entertaining. Um, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer's got a ton of charisma. Um, he has ever since the first time I saw him on screen, I was like, this kid's got like, he's got screen t- like a uh, 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 presence. He just, he's great. I can't wait to see, uh, see where the rest of his career goes. Um, and then I thought that even the supporting players, um, Jim Gaffigan as Luca's father, um, and uh, Maya uh, Rudolph as his mother were very entertaining. Um, I like the uh, the messaging of, you know, don't be afraid, you know, like not hiding yourself from the world and, you know, uh, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, there's this great message of, you know, loyalty, but also like being willing to tell your friend or your friends like how you really feel, you know, and not, not trying to uh, beat around the bush in that way. So I don't know. I, I thought it was really good. Um, I agree. Like, for me, this isn't going to make like my top 10 Pixar films, but I think it's probably in the upper half. It's definitely in the top. I would say it's in the top 15. I liked it a lot more than Onward. Yeah, I think that this movie hits a lot of similar aspects of, of Onward. And I wonder if because of the pandemic, as the movie notes at the end in the credits, that this was a movie made in our slippers. You know, uh, this movie was basically finished at home. Uh, and so I wonder if that process forced them to kind of cut down how much was in the movie. I think Onward might have benefited a little bit from a little bit more quick into pace um, compared to this. So, I, you know, the just thinking about those two recent releases, this had a lot of similar notes, but I feel like this does uh, a few things a little bit better. Um, but maybe could have you, I don't know, you're right though. It could have, something felt like it was missing. Yeah, definitely. It's it's not one of Pixar's better efforts. Um, I I liked the movie. I thought it was okay. I thought it was good. Um, it had good energy. I liked the idea that you know these sea monsters, as soon as they're able to breach the water and and be on surface, uh, they turn into humans. I think it's a great thing. But no, I I agree that it's like in the realm of like in the realm of onward uh the good dinosaur and the cars movies these this movie really is just aimed at kids there's really no like there's really no like adult you know, you know like like adults can't relate to what's going on here because pixar I don't know if that's true necessarily that's you are out of your element <laughs> okay <laughs> Well, you no, must be like, outside your mind. You must be crazy talking about comparing this to cars. For shame. I, see, I don't know about that. I think that <clears throat> I think there's an aspect that a lot of adults can relate to here. I do too. I think I think that like the idea of like hiding yourself, like the whole idea is like their true self, they're underwater beings. That's what they see. They go out and they hide and they blend in. And if they if they show themselves and they're seen as a different type of thing. And so that is a thing that a lot of people can connect to. And I, I think it makes sense. I, for me, it was more just I, I don't know. There was some kind of like a, a deep connection that Pixar can give me that I didn't get. I felt like everything just kind of wrapped up and things ended and everything was happy real quick and wonderful. Over They overcame it and now everyone's wonderful. And I just didn't feel like it was that same type of realism. Like things don't end that easily. And Pixar usually doesn't end that way. Um, Mm -hmm. They have some kind of like 
less than perfect wrap up. Uh, a lot of times there's some kind of thing. And I, and that was well, it for me. But like, again, I think the messaging is really well done. Well, I, like, I want to hear I, from, from Josh though. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I think I'm, but it sounds like I'm closer to where you stand, David. Um, I thought it was really fun and engaging. Um, it, it is very colorful. Um, some of the scenery is very beautiful in in the way that really only Pixar could do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. It, the two the two leads, um, Alberto and Luca, are very charming, likable kids. Um, and really a lot of the people in the town, Sans, the one real villain, are pretty likable people. Um, but what I really liked, and I said this in our in the Heights review, which you can watch on YouTube or on our podcast feed, is that right now, in this period of time of June 2021, I am tired of being sad. <laughs> and this movie was fun and uplifting. And I went back and looked. And if you exclude sequels like Toy Story 4 and Incredibles 2, this is the first Pixar origin movie since Finding Dory to not be about death. Um, Soul, obviously about death. Onward is about two people trying to bring their father back from the dead. And Coco is about living in the afterlife. So I was really glad to see a a Pixar movie that didn't make me have an existential crisis throughout. (laughs) I I just wanted to be fun, to have fun and be entertained. And that's what Luke was able to give me. So that's what I enjoyed about it. I don't want to repeat everything everyone else said, but I generally agree that the messaging was good. I like that idea of you don't have to be scared of the world. Um, it's not as dangerous as you think. And um, education is good. Mm-hmm. Luca was very fond of education. So I thought it was- Andrew, did you have more that we, before we jumped, we we kind of, we, we got mad at you and then we left. <laughs> well, he went on well, saying stupido stuff. Yeah. What's the matter with you, stupido? What's the matter with you? <laughs> oh, no, no, that's, that's about it. all right fair enough um i want to i wanted to mention that uh i thought that first off i remember watching her towards the beginning and just thinking you know because um the movie kind of opens with a bit of luca's like a it works as like a shepherd of tiny fish uh, (laughs) that act like sheep and and i just kind of thought watching i was like you know this is really imaginative and really creative of a concept and it kind of differs from that that uh, it has kind of reminded me in that sense, not that the movie was similar in any way, but just in a sense of like Monsters, Inc. Whereas a lot of Pixar movies, the joke is in Pixar, they make things come to life. They give things emotion. They give emotions to things that don't have emotions. What if toys had emotions? What if, you know, what if, uh, what if cars had emotions? What if emotions had emotions? Um, and so on and so forth. And soul kind of fit that uh, as well. But um, this kind of reminded me of like a Monsters Inc. where it's like, okay, let's take a thing that exists in the world and like, like, it's like, let's breathe a new life into that concept and this idea of, you know, they're sea monsters, but they have a very human life. They're very Italian sea monsters, and uh, you know, they they have they shepherd and and uh, I, I liked all that. You know, there are some shots like you were talking about, Josh, animation wise, 
where the scene looks almost like almost like photo real but the characters this is something I, I maybe this is why it seems it seems kind of kiddish to you guys this is one of the first times in a little while where pixar's really played with the character designs and making them a little bit more cartoonish these characters would have almost fit in like a in like a cloudy with a chance of meatballs or mm-hmm. something like that where there are the features are a lot more car- old-fashioned cartoonish or exaggerated and i kind of thought that was a really neat way of sort of juxtaposing the two animation styles you have very very real looking backgrounds versus very cartoonish characters what do you guys think of that i'll never say anything bad about pixar animation they always do wonderful things that blow my mind um and 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 it's to a point where like yeah i can't even put my finger on it it's like this is different than the last thing you did and i just don't know how it's just good you know mm-hmm. it's good yeah, the, the animation differences in in the humans didn't occur to me at the time, but, but you're right. I mean, the children, um, Luca, Alberto, and Julia was that her name? Julia. Julia. They are pretty um, standard looking human children, but then a lot of the adults are kind of more exaggerated. Her dad is like this big rectangle man yeah like his eyebrows are like thicker than his eyes yeah the the, the two old ladies who make appearances every now and then are also just like very large noses yeah they're yeah their heads look like big squashes so yeah that didn't occur to me but this this that that is true and if you compare that to say even something as recent as say um, soul or onward, the characters, they still look like animated characters. Their features are still exaggerated, but they're much more, I would say, uh, there's a little bit more naturalness to them. Um, onward, no characters are human in that, but they look very human. Um, it took it took Pixar a long time to get to the point where they can make a person look like a person, uh, like a hu- like a real per- like a real human. Um, like an inside out is a good example of like those characters there's no question about it. they're very very natural human looking and here you have a very cool classic animation style the director of this made a pixar short a few years back called la luna and you can really see how this is kind of a little bit his style that 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 short very much feels like a precursor to this film not similar in terms of the storyline because it's not about sea monsters but you can go back and watch that on um, disney plus right now and you can go Oh yeah, I can see where he. I can see where this guy got his start. It's very interesting to see somebody come up from doing a, a short for Pixar to eventually directing his own film, and hopefully, um, hopefully this, uh, hopefully he gets to do more because I think that there's a. Go- I think there's a good start here. There was a, a thing that I saw going around the other day about the relationship <clears throat> between the dad and. Alberto in this, um, mm-hmm. and then I guess kind of talked about how they don't really have a lot of Pixar dads uh, in these movies, and so it was nice to see that relationship between, um, you know, a father, a father figure, and a son um, that that come together through differences and and mm-hmm. and, and whatever. So that was a nice uh, uh, little nod to you know a big tough perceived dad who becomes sensitive when feelings are involved so that was a nice little um b plot i guess in there sees a little bit of himself in alberto maybe yeah uh we also had luca's mom was so this is kind of an old an old trope in disney and animation in general where 
the the father is the disciplinarian who has very strict rules. We don't do X. We don't do Y. You can even go back to as recently as Moana, the dad coming down on her. Don't leave the island. It's dangerous. But in this movie, they kind of twist a little bit. And it's the mom who's more, much more assertive, much more of the disciplinarian. The dad... I don't want to call him a pushover, but he's very clearly Close. not that concerned. He, you know, he goes, he, there has, there's a punishment scene and he goes, son, I really wish you hadn't done that or something like that. He's like, very like, he's like, why did you do that? You know, you weren't supposed to, well, I'm afraid you're in trouble. And he's like, not in this. And he's like, sorry, dad. And the mom's like, this is ridiculous. You're you move out of the way. Uh, it, 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 that was not the case in my house, but I know several houses like my wife's where, the mom was very much the one to be afraid of sure. <laughs> for, for when you were in deep trouble. Right. That was a nice, so that, that was nice to have. see that turn on its head. Uh, I can, I can tell you that uh, my uh, six-year-old nephew watched this movie and we don't often get a child perspective, but I, but I asked him if he liked it and he said it was really funny and it was good. And he said it was sad at first and then it was happy. Well, there you go. And I said, why was it sad? And he said, because his mom wouldn't let him go to the land. Mm-hmm. So the kids. Well, there like, you go. His kid, his kid's paying attention. He's, he's, paying he's, attention. he's retaining information. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. So uh, I want to move into like a slight spoiler territory here, though. Okay. So spoiler alert for anybody who's watching or listening. Huh. When uh, Luca straight up. <gasps> betrayed alberto i gasped out loud yeah. and said no luca mm. <laughs> alberto transformed in front of julie he was like we he's like he's like guess what Urgh, we're sea monsters and then he you know uh you know he react like she reacts like oh no and then luca go, when luca goes sea monster and you see the betrayal in alberto's eyes i was like i was like yeah, no. this movie has some good unexpected moments like that mm-hmm. where you, you think it's going to go one way and then you kind of get spun and like, oh, I didn't I didn't really see that coming. That was a big moment. That was a big moment. I felt so ashamed for him. And I was like, I don't know how you come back from that. Uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a pretty big that's a pretty big. It's uh, a pretty big betrayal. And I think a little bit of that moment, too, kind of speaks to what I was talking about with it, feeling like they cut out. They had to cut out some of the other stuff because it's not really too long after that that luca has to just rejoin him you know like he goes back he gets found out like and i feel like within five minutes screen time wise of that moment they're already together and on the verge of reconciling um i think in a in a a movie where pixar had all the time and could have you know worked in an office and kind of gone through these things there probably would have been a longer stretch of luca having to come to terms with what he did um so maybe that maybe that's an aspect maybe maybe it's just maybe it is the shortest pixar film to date mm. um so maybe there is an element there of that's why it's not more uh to to or does it stand out it doesn't have a, that element is because maybe there's a little bit less time they could really give to the deeper emotional impacts like that yeah um i i really enjoyed the running joke of saint jesus um, I thought that was so funny. Uh, it took me a little while to pick up on it. Uh, I don't remember. It was uh, St. Mozzarella was the first one that I remember hearing. And then I think whenever she said St. Ricotta, I was like, oh, this is a thing. And so then I started paying more attention to it. So 
that was a nice little fun. See how many cheeses you can find that are also saints in this movie. It's quite enjoyable. I know, and I missed it. I'm gonna. I think. Uh, I think I'm gonna watch the movie again. On my. Uh, I would watch this again just to just to see if I connect with it a little bit more. It might be one of those like the second time around is you know I get it a little bit more. That's what happened to me in Brave. I remember watching Brave in the theater and feeling like it wasn't what it was advertised to be, and being kind of disappointed. And then for whatever reason, I don't know why, I watched it again. Uh, on home video and have not having those false expectations and watching it for what it was i actually ended up liking it a lot more because i started to actually pay i was paying better attention to the story um as opposed to what i expected the story to be um and i thought it was and it, it really improved right for me um i can't wait to watch because apparently the pizza planet truck does make it yeah in this movie. I, I heard i read that too i missed I it, missed but... it. oh speaking of which yeah here, uh, been... what did andrew josh you whoa what else you got? Well, the only I, thing I, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the only thing I really liked is that this took place in Italy. And I liked how it I I like I like it with these movies. I like it when especially like Pixar movies now are kind of embracing like other cultures. And they're embracing like like you know, like all these all these stories are not taking place in America. That's true. You know. So I liked how this when when you know, they're the one thing they were all after was a Vespa. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and you know, they were off the Italian coast. And I'm like, man, that's this movie is like breeds like that that stuff. And I'm really happy they just they they kind of mixed in that culture with this. So Yeah. I, yeah, it uh, gives it its own a little it gives it a little identity. You know, it gives it a little mm-hmm. a little flavor. On, on that mm-hmm. Italy note, I, I saw that the um the, the New York Times review for this movie, uh, the, the title of the review is uh, Calamari by Your Name. Hey, oh. I did see that people are saying that. Extremely hilarious. I appreciate that pun more than most <laughs> puns. Uh, because, you know, the comparisons of Italy. Mm-hmm. And that's where the comparisons pretty much stop because that movie is not <laughs> not quite like this movie. No, no. I guess it's about a relationship between a grown man and a teenage boy. Yeah, call call me by your name is yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, uh, this is just about two boy. two kids. <laughs> this is just trying to find a Vespa. But the but the pun was a plus work. Yeah. Um, yes. No, I don't think I have anything additional that we haven't covered. I agree with Andrew that it's nice to see um, these movies take place in you know different uh cultures and, and environments you know we've yeah got, we've got coco in mm. uh in mexico and and this in italy um ratatouille in france, in france. so and, and, and of course and, the finding nemo movies in the ocean <laughs> in australia and australia, in australia. And australia. yeah uh yeah and then you know you got uh what else is there uh up goes all over the place while he's in the future brave scottish that's true yeah. You know, it gives you a little bit of extra, uh, uh, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more you can work with, a little bit more identity there. Exactly. Well, and and the other thing is, is that like, I don't have very much to add to this except for that it's it's a it's a fine movie. You know, it's like it, it's a fine it's a movie. movie. A fine. Movie. <laughs> when, what, what did you want to watch again? Yeah, you know, 
But like, would I watch it, it, it again? Yeah, I would. I would, but like, only if only if somebody else like wanted to watch, somebody else like turned it on, and so like, or if it was just on TV, I'd be like, oh hey, there's Luca, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not one. It's definitely not like Finding Nemo. It's not a Wally. It's not up. It's not any of these that that Pixar has like their whole heart into. But it's definitely not a bad film. Um, just not one of my favorite. Just not right. one of my favorite Pixar films. Hey, you know, it's a thing. They've made 24 movies. This is their 24th film. And yeah. so, like, there's only so many spots that, that can go around. So yeah. the movie has to be, like, it has to be incredible for just to crack anybody's top 10. Because yeah. Wally's not in my top 10. I'm looking at my list right now. I got it on Letterboxd. You can find me at letterboxd.com slash David Pronk SMS. And uh, uh, it's not, I don't even have Wally in my top 10. I didn't think anything was going to knock Toy Story 3 out of my top five. Or it didn't knock it out of my top five, but out of my number one spot. And you know what did? Coco. I love Coco. That movie is gorgeous and brilliant. And yes, it's existential and it gave me weird feelings, but it also is just everything. It's just such a great movie. I'm cool with the Pixar induced existential crises. I just really didn't really need, need another it. one right didn't. like six months after. And I get it. And I get it. And just this had is, one. It's great to occasionally have a Pixar yeah. film that doesn't do that to you. Wally is kind of one, A Bug's yeah. Life. I loved A Bug's Life as a kid because it was just very straightforward. The Toy Story movies are kind of that way. Um, but yeah, I could see. Uh, I, I think Luca kind of sits somewhere in the middle of the pack. For me, um, I'm looking at the other movies I kind of have in the like the 11 to 14 spot, and I think it kind of fits into there. It's you know, it's really good. I would watch it again. I think kids will love it. I think they'll love that it's sad at first and then gets happy. Uh, and then uh, you know, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the legacy of the movie is, considering it didn't have a box office release. That it wasn't ever. It was never on the big screen. It's going to be Pixar's little secret movie that went straight to streaming um and see what the legacy of the movie is 10 15 years from now if like a bunch of kids growing up are wanting to make uh luca the musical the the luke the lucusical <laughs> you know or something i think you're onto something with that letterbox list too we're gonna have to do a a top 10 pixar movie battle episode. i think so we'll we'll, we'll uh yeah we'll come we'll we'll, we'll collaborate we'll watch, tier list we'll put we'll it out watch all of them rank then, them all huh Let's wrap this one up first. What do we got? What do we got? Okay, who's, okay. Uh, well, we got, who's doing the game? We got no box office this week, so I'm just going to go. Did we? Did we crank you out? <laughs> was hey, we running on a clock, friends. Yeah, we said we got we we're on a time we're running on a clock segment. But we got no box office segment. But I did win the letterbox game this week, so you guys get me anyway. Oh, hang on, got to switch. There switch we go. Back. Uh, Letterbox King back in the room here. Uh, right now, the game is all tied up five, 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 except for Andrew in a distant second at the third, uh, with three. Um, so Luca, brand new, just fresh off. Uh, this movie has been rated by, um, at least a hundred thousand people on Letterbox. I think I may have phased out there for a second. So I'm just going to ask away what is everybody's guess for the score. 3.5. 3.5. Uh, 
3.5 guess from Andrew. 3.8. 3.8 guess from Josh. Crap, I was going to go with 3.6. We'll, we'll see how it ends up. 3.6 from Garrett. All right. Well, I'm glad in a way to say that as of today, you're all too low. Currently, on Letterboxd, the score is 3.9. Wow. So Josh wins. Josh yes. wins again, taking the lead back. Josh has six wins on a year. Garrett and I tied at five. Andrew with three, as we said before. Except uh, for 3.9, uh, pretty good score. Uh, I think most people probably feel about the same. Uh, let's see what the most popular reviews are right now. Do I have this sort of by most popular? Yes, review popularity. So uh, this says, I like I want Pixar movies with less ambitious stories filled with likable characters who vibe more and do less. I'm not kidding. Uh, let me see if I can't find another good one. Uh, Pixar want my tears and five star rating on letterbox.com so bad at this point, and you know what? I'll give them to them. <laughs> so, there you go, that was a five star review. Uh, I want to see, I want to see if I can find what is the low, what is the worst review it has? Here's a half star. Oh, I don't like that title. <laughs> don't, I'm not reading that one. Okay, <laughs> that one was bad. Okay. Um, All right. I'm concerned. Uh, this uh, this one's fine enough. We can we can read this one. It says <laughs> the Disneyfication of "Call Me by Your Name." That's all it says. So again, bringing up that one. Uh, all right. <laughs> I love this. I love this because there's literally any politics you would drag out of this movie are are you are like you're you're putting it in there. I think because it could be read there, sure. But this guy just says, "Just I'm just so tired of this. Just make fun movies and don't ram your politics down my throat." I don't even know what politics could possibly be in that. Yeah. Movie. There are no politics. In we didn't really movie. talk about it, but there's a lot of people who I think want to view this as alleg- allegorical for coming out or being gay or being raised gay. Uh, because especially at the end of the movie where the two old ladies seeing these boys, you know, being revealed in public, they reveal themselves as a way of sort of saying, hey, we're with you, you know, like you don't have to be ashamed or whatever. Uh, and if there's you a want to see it that way, I guess go off, but guess, like go ahead. not ram down your throat. I know. If I anything... If anything, it, it's it's so subtle that I think a lot of people don't pick up on it. But then again, with all these people referencing "Call Me Call Me by Your Name," maybe maybe there's something that we're missing. Wow! But no, um, I I can't imagine watching that movie and thinking, "Wow, they're really just shoving the gay agenda." <laughs> I know that does not. I know. I did think to myself at one point because I had I I had wondered uh, I had seen people making you know like kind of insinuating that there's gay undertones to the characters, and watching it and thinking you know the thing is if Alberto was a female in the relationship, uh, I think seeing them do the exact same things I would be naturally inclined to romantically pair him her with Luca, and say well you know they're friends now but that could obviously develop into something there's nearly no reason. I mean, they're children at this point in the movie. As being, like, as being gay young boys. 
Whatever. People. In just... the words of John Mulaney, though, all 11 year old boys are kind of gay. <laughs> They're very flowy and have hard opinions on things. I don't remember that joke, but that's a good one. Yeah, whatever. Okay. People don't <laughs> find reasons to be mad. Just enjoy the movie. What are our ratings? Uh, three and a half. Two three and a halves. Okay. I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four star. I'm going to side with David and also give it a four star. Also, just for the symmetry of two fours and two three point fives. I think that was that make it of three and a half, three point eight. Um, eh, I bet it's probably going to put it right under a four. So three point five. Yep, three point seven five perfectly. So right down the middle. That is our review. Fairly close to the letterbox community, as we often are. Um, but that's it for today's show. So be sure to uh, find us online. Uh, so many sequels.com you can find links to all of our social media uh, there as well as where we, you can find our show so subscribe on youtube and in your favorite podcasting app and we'll see you guys next time Bye. See ya.